Hey everyone, this is Dan, the GM, bringing you episode 93 of What the Dice. 93 episodes, and seven more episodes. It will be episode 100, and episode 100, it's going to be a surprise. I don't know what I'm going to do quite yet. I don't know what we're going to be at quite then, but we've got something. It's going to be fun. It's going to be What the Dicey. It's going to be all of that. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, join our Discord, and most importantly, which would be super grateful, subscribe to us on YouTube and rate and review, because all of that will get our name out and help us grow. So, I'm going to shut up, I'm going to let y'all get with this week's episode, and I can't wait for you guys to see the upcoming arc, because I have no clue what's going to happen. Because this was Ethan's brainchild. I just threw the plot in and he made everything else. Yeah. So, other than that, I'll see you guys in the next intro. This is Dan the GM. This is What the Dice, episode 93. And I'm out of here. Enjoy this week's episode. As we approach the Storyteller's campsite, the one thing that has changed is their thatch roof laid out and drying. The campfire is a roar and we can hear the ocean off in the distance. The Storyteller looks up from what he is working on and he smiles. Ah, me friends, welcome, welcome, sit, sit. Now, last we spoke, the adventurers had a chance to eat some food, purchase some firearms, and see a little bit of this strange lizard folk town. Well, let us continue our tale, shall we? So sit back, relax, and hear me tale. So in the last episode, you guys had a chance to visit the lizard folk town Kalila and Faye purchased an obscene amount of cooking books from food. a local vendor a bunch of food and I made Faye's character very hungry by bringing back the nostalgia of Louisiana home brew and cooking yeah that was just that was mean that's what that was <laughs> As well as Defibulous had a chance to see the Lily family firearms home weapons and get super jealous that their places look so much nicer than his. Hey, to be fair, my brother drove the company into the ground. I have to fix it. So instead of decorating it with flowers, he decorated it with dust and dirt and grime. And cheap product. <laughs> so your brother was the Walmart of the firearm industry. Yeah, you could probably get away with saying that. Or was he more of the Wish brand? Uh, we'll have to get back to you on that one. That's harsh. Who wants to start us out on this episode? 
Okay, well, Kalila, after feeding Defibulus, is gonna go, hey, can we have the bag of holding? We got a bunch of books to stuff in it. Finally, finish chewing his own what books? The ones we bought, pointing over her shoulder at Faye, who I'm assuming is carrying the books. Because Delilah, or Kalila had the food. That is a lot of books, and they all seem to be the same book? Yeah, we bought gifts. Oh, right, gifts. That's a good idea. Yeah, here. There you go. Have a bag. She will help Faye cram the books in the bag. Stuff, 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 stuff. So what was you shopping for? Oh, I found a new gun. Oh? Ears pop back up. Lots of new guns. She will suddenly take a moment to look around the shop and see what is here. Firearms of all shapes and sizes. Uh, they seem to be a higher quality look than Defibulus's. Um, a lot of them are decorated with either like a mother of pearl handle or some type of lily motif across the barreling. Um, some of them are similar to Defibulus's where it is a uh, musket or a barrel loader. Some of them take single shots. Some of them have small magazines. Some of them have revolving chambers that hold six shots. All right. Well, I will happily look around and go, ah, I left you in a boomstick shop. What'd you get? She looks down. Or, well, not really down. They're about the same height, really. We have established that... Uh, he is only slightly shorter than her. Yep. Man, we got a short party. I think... Faye, how tall are you? Five, six? Yeah, she's the tallest. Well, it'll be nice to have someone to look up to now. <laughs> we had Clyde. He was taller than us. Very true. But he also was trying to tie people up and hug them frequently. Point. What on earth have I gotten myself into? You know, it's, I ask myself that every day. It's probably better if you don't ask. Just not, not nearly as deeply confusedly as I am. Did, did, did Nicodemus tell you how we came together? I did not get much out of him. No, he was kind of light on details. Ah, we should probably go to dinner after we're done shopping. You just ate. I said after we're done shopping, meaning that there's more shopping to do. And then we'll eat again. You'll eat more than once a day. Fine, I won't have a good RP and in-character discussions. No, go on. Well, then quit mocking my dinner. Who are you talking to? The the sun again. It was whispering weird things. Clyde's <laughs> over here flirting with the fourth wall, all right? Can you threaten the sun again? It, it keeps talking. Yeah, I'll try to intimidate the sun again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that would be a dirty 20. At least it wasn't a nat 20. I rolled a nat 20. No intimidation for you. Sorry, I'm, I'm too focused on my guns. That's fair. Show me what you got. He will show her the nice, shiny, cartridge-loading uh, rifle. She goes, so what's so different about this one and the old boomstick? I don't understand. Defibulous will happily explain the function of a blunderbuss and a cartridge-loading rifle. On a full stomach, she's not going to mind. 
So, in other words, I should be able to shoot a lot faster with a cartridge versus a muzzle loader. Okay. Oh, and I can modify this and add all kinds of nifty stuff to it, too. Oh, this is going to be fun! Speaking of things, do we need to go shopping for Hugin's armor or the parts? I mean, I still have some leather in my bag from hunting, but what do we need? Um, well, I would need to break out the book and take a look at the sketchings of Hugin and a few other things, but I don't know if we can find the parts here. I haven't looked around fully. I kind of got distracted in here. That's fine. Why don't we ask the gun guys pointing at the lady who's probably sitting behind the counter? Still carrying on a conversation. Oh. Because <laughs> uh, you're free to ask her. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm doing here. Okay, take your time. You guys should all buy guns. They're too loud for my ears and you know it. If I can build that silencer thing that Lily let me, uh, showed me, I could make the gun quieter. We can talk when you invent it. <laughs> Excellent. How about you, Faye? Are you a boomstick type person? Not really my style. Just so should we leave you in your gun store to shop and we go do more shopping? Or do you have other things you need to purchase? Well, I need to finalize the sale on the rifle, buy some ammo, and then I'm probably free because if you leave me in here too long, I'm probably going to buy out most of the store. She'll nod. She goes, well, do you want me to go find a nice area to plant a, a seed? That might not be a bad idea. I mean, I know it's not going to sprout until midnight, but we can at least plant it. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. All right, I'll find a nice around the corner kind of place. Wait, uh, what? Oh, she goes, so there's a bizarre shop we're going to be going to, and it doesn't exist here, but it comes everywhere with us. So she pulls out a weird, large looking acorn. Believe it or not, this grows into a magical tree with a magical man in it who has a name Mexi, Me Mexamillion Loot Hoarder, if I remember right. And it's where we get a lot of our equipment, actually. And he's got those little weird critters that float around and chew on stuff in the store. Yeah, he has weird pets that like to chew on things, so watch your boots. And fingers. They've never bitten us. Well, I mean, it's always nice to give a, a caution, you know. If they bit her finger and ate it, then we'd be responsible for not warning her. All right, that's fair. Watch your fingers and boots. There is just absolute confusion written on Faye's face. She'll nod. She goes, yeah, I had that look, too, when it first happened. Uh, you, you were in the Trade City, correct? I believe you mentioned, because you said you were in Nicodemus. I'm assuming you know the uh, Holy City. Sorry, I said Trade City. I meant Holy City. Yes, I'm from the Undercity. All right, but you at least kind of know the surface. You know who Sir Reginald and his brother Sir Reginald the whatever is? Public figures. Right. Mr. My hair doesn't move in windstorms. <laughs> that too. He's bizarrely always picture perfect. Anyways, his Sir Reginald, I forget if it's younger or older, the merchant brother apparently have these magic seeds that they found that sprout up a large tree overnight and I don't know why or how or how it came to be but they we planted this seed in the middle of the night a magical tree sprung up 
And there's a man in there that has magical items to sell to us. Apparently, they only give these seeds out and access to Mex- we call it just Mexi. Mexi's shop. To select few, and since we were the heroes of the Holy City, we were deemed worthy. People like us. Well, most people. It is bizarre as it sounds, but it is truthful. Disbelief and confusion on this. Just kind of give her a nice soft, like, paw, padded cat paw pat on the head going, you'll see. Okay, then. Um, what? 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 If... All right, what now? Well... We need to see if there's a shop close by for us to gather supplies for Hugin's armor. I'll go find- or you want to help me find a nice little out-of-the-way corner that has some ground on it to grow a magical tree that no one might suspect and find? Yeah, how big a patch of ground do you need? Hmm, five foot. Alright, let's go look. Kalila and Faye will meander the city or outside the city. Find a nice place to plant a tree for later that we can easily get back to at night. All right, so Kalila and Faye, let me get a survival check from you. Uh, Kalila, go ahead and roll with advantage because you are a hunter and you spend a lot of time outside. Hold on, Mathing. 24. A seven, Faye is still just utterly befuddled. Kalila, after doing a little poking around, you found a cluster of multiple large trees. And there is a spot in the center where you could plant this tree and no one would really notice it. And it is a pretty easy walk to get here. Fantastic. She goes there and will walk into the center and plant the acorn. If you say so. Trust me, it'll make sense when it happens. If you want to see it happen, come back here a little bit before midnight. I'll keep that in mind. So, with the fibulous shopping and Kalila and Faye planting their seed. So, as time passes and you guys get a chance to do some, some shopping around. And the sun slowly starts to move down into the sky... The sky turns a beautiful orange as the sounds of swamp bugs can start to kind of echo through the town. For a town that's opening up its first casino, this is a very quiet town, at least in this section. Off in the distance, you can see the large building that is going to be the casino. They kept with the swamp motif where all the wood on the outside is unstripped swamp wood. Things of like cypress and uh, mangrove trees are all planted and given that very rustic look. Based on the size and on the window count you see, the building is probably about six stories tall, so a fairly large building made of wood. It looks sturdy and it doesn't look quite finished. Looks like they are still putting on some final touches. The dock itself, it looks like, is in the process of being upgraded. They are laying down areas of solid stone. Areas that look like they're setting up so if it rains, it will drain out into the swamp instead of pool. 
and off in the distance, you still see the Murdoch. The propellers have been shut down, and you can see them talking with other dwarves and lizard folk. Looks like they are restocking. You see a body bag being rolled out and being escorted off. Then you see a second body bag. And then you see what looks like a guard captain signing some papers and talking to the crew. Fibulous, what would you want to do? Hmm. Well... Defibus will first show show Faye and Kalila his new gun, all proud of, of, of the new toy he has. Kalila will happily and enthralled let him tell us all about it and check it out. Yeah, uh, fair warning, this might be louder than the last one. Thank you for the warning. Good to know. And, um... Do you think we need to tell the guard captain that there was an accomplice to the cranky elf lady that murdered everyone? Or tried to? It would be smart, yeah. I mean, they murdered people. Alright, let's get going. I'll follow you. You understand cities a little bit better than, than me. I will lead you through a forest. Hey, I find my way through forests pretty well. I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying you're better at cities. I'm also good at hiding in the underbrush and under wagons. It helps to be short. It does. Defibulous will happily lead the way down to the dock. As you arrive at the dock, it seems as if they, the uh, Murdoch crew has been spending some of the money that they've already gotten by acquiring new pieces of equipment to repair old pieces. You can see panels that look like they have been shipped down from Godsfell. And you can also see a few crates of sorely needed supplies, be it more cutlery, um, new sets of dice, things like that, have been shipped down and is being currently loaded. The first mate, now captain, has unloaded your weapon box and has been going through the process of unlocking it as you all approach. I thought they couldn't because we have a key. They can't yeah, open it without us. Yeah, they can't open it, but they can unload it. Oh, like, okay, fair. Take it off the... Totally fair. As you approach, he goes, well, here's your, uh, your ammo box, your weapon box. We were thinking we were just going to let you guys have your stuff back. It, you all proved uh, that... We're not going to murder people on the ship? Yeah. Just smart. That's fair. So, uh... Yeah. We're just looking for the other key. Other key? Uh, it takes my key and the captain's key to unlock it. And, uh, the captain didn't have it on him. It's still missing. You guys had found it. We did? Yep. Oh. Who found it? You did, I think. Did I? Believe so. Alright, we're gonna pretend Kalila didn't have amnesia for that moment and we'll be like, oh, this? The uh, new captain looks at you and nods and goes, yep, that would be it. One of the clues of where did I find this? And that she hands it back to them. Right, um, so, new rule give keys to Faye so she doesn't forget them. 
they open up the safe and it creaks open and all of your weapons including Clyde's swords are inside this strange safe stepping up to the side he goes here's all your stuff thanks looking down and recognizing one of sword uh, the Clyde's weapons go hmm hey Faye what kind of swords can you use Long sword, short sword. I see dagger. I, I do like short swords. Um, I, I don't know. I guess we'll just hold on to them for him. Yeah, until we can either reach... Or we can use them until we get a hold of Nicodemus again to give back to Clyde. He did have a pretty cool sword. It has slots with these crystals. I'm not really sure how it works, but apparently you put things in it and it does different things. Oh, I've heard of that. We have a obsidian orb, a razored crystal, and a saw edge, and a crystal of the wild. He had a lot of weapons for a paladin. Well, well, he was a paladin. He needed them. Figures he just need rope and hugs. It only gets you so far. What type of world do we live in where only hugs and, ro- and rope only get you so far? Kendra, you also need onions. Grab his stuff. Let's go. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about those. I guess it was demonically evil onion. It apparently was an evil onion. All right. Well, she'll keep it and put everything back in the bag of holding. Uh, for people to go through if they want and/or need later. That means you got one of your rifles back, Fabulous. Uh, Yep, my trusty boomstick. So any luck in trying to figure out if there's anywhere to buy the parts, or do I need to do a quick hunt for Hugin's armor? Mm, I, well, we can check the one store later and see if there are parts there, but I kind of get the feeling the parts I'm needing are not going to be found here. All right, where do we need to go for them? Uh, maybe... I don't know, maybe Godspell has them? I don't know yet. They are a bunch of dwarves. What do you need? He will start prattling off a list of parts, of complicated parts to articulate the armor for a spider. Probably for, like, the fourth thing that she didn't recognize, she's just gonna stop him and go, okay, I get it. Oh, that was only half the list. Uh, Yeah, yeah, no, I got it. Defibulous. Yes? Perception check. Turn on my desk light so I can see what the heck I'm rolling here. Also, we're supposed to be telling the captain something. We are? What are we supposed to be telling the captain? 24. Oh, well, not the captain, but one of the people about the uh, accomplice to the murder. Oh, well, yes, no, I think you should double that. The Fibulous. With the 24, just over past where they unloaded your safe for your equipment... You see the navigator, not the navigator, I'm sorry, the engineer, chucking out all this damaged equipment. Plates of of metal, copper, brass, strips of leather, springs, and other actuating joints that look like they have seen a lot of wear and tear. Defibulous will get super giddy about that and go run over and ask the guy if he can have any of it. The navigator chucks a panel out narrowly missing you. And he looks back and goes, if you want that junket, it's all yours. What you thinking about doing? Oh, I'm going to 
try to build some armor for a spider. That strange, uh, big on big end spider that you got following you around? Yep. I mean, you're gonna need some kind of desk to work. Oh, I know. It's, I'm still, I'm making sure I can gather all the parts before I even sit down and try to put it together. 50 gold and you can use my, my uh, workstation. Hmm, well, once I get, let me first gather the parts up first and, and see what I have and can do, and then I will approach you on that, on that desk. Hi. Just speaking of which, aren't, don't we have to tell them about... Oh, right, right, right. Where's the investigator guy? Standing next to the current captain that you just walked off from. Kalila's still standing there. Yeah. The Fibris will come skipping back happily with putting parts in the bag of holding. I'm sorry. I, I'm just imagining a gnome with bare feet and a rifle on, or two rifles on his back, skipping. You're I'm you're sorry. welcome. It, it Gleefully. The image is fantastic. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, that's that's why I'm like, I, I just, I'm going to bathe in this moment for a moment. As you approach, the captain is finishing signing the paperwork, and the guard captain is giving him a salute as he's getting ready to turn and walk off. Hey, Mr. Cap er, guard captain guy. Mm -hmm. uh, we also want to let you know that she had an accomplice that's here in town. Really? Yep. Her sister, by the, if I remember right. Hmm. She was going to have, I believe, should have half of the uh, Murdoch deed or whatever. Hmm. Share. That's the word. Share. She had a portion of the share papers that she was going to give back to her sister. Do you know what she looks like? The husband would. All right. Well, we've just taken him for questioning, and we will discuss that with him. Just be careful if they have any rings. Kalila's going to chuckle. They will be uh, thoroughly searched and shackled during the conversation. I was referring to the sister, but that's probably a good idea to shackle them, too. He nods as he turns and walks off. Once he's out of earshot, such a lovely guy. Yeah, I know. He's just doing his job. True. Hey, Kalila. Hmm? Can I get a perception check with your sniffer? I had my perception memorized, and then I leveled it. Yeah, same here. 21. You're picking up something that doesn't smell right. This dock, you've been smelling home cooking, the smell of leathers, but now there's a tinge of something. Something saccharine, sweet, and pungent of flour. Kind of obviously crinkle her nose a little bit and see if she can identify the direction, at least, of which it's coming from before following it. Perception check. 31. With a 31, you see a carriage with four horses tied, taking off down a dirt road, disappearing into the swamps. Do I see anything else? You see a hooded figure in the back seat. Anything else? Nope. Technically, that's nothing out of suspicion. No, it is like booking it. Like, not a, oh, we're just leaving. This looks like they are fleeing. She'll elbow both Defibulus first and Faye and point. Not like super obvious, but a 
That direction, look. Ow, what? Shush. You're the one that poked me. Look, the carriage. Yeah, it's carriage going really, really fast. That's dangerous. Yeah, but it suddenly booked it, and there's a weird sweet smell. Does the smell remind Kalila of anything? It reminds Kalila of the... A cheaper version of the perfume that Lady Katana had in her storage. How fast is that carriage going? Four horses at full tilt. Never going to catch up to it. I can shoot it. That's not going to do anything, though. If I hit one of the horses, it would. Why would you want to hurt the horse? Well, well besides you... not hurting the horse, it's just going to create a big tangle. You'll end up hurting everybody inside. Um, if you want to talk to whoever that is, ask around and see if they've been seen here before. Oh. You sound good at those things. Excuse me, then. I was just trying to stop the carriage. You didn't specify not hurting any, any horses. Just saying. Oh, here. By the way, before you run away, mm-hmm. and Kalila's going to remove the cloak she's wearing and toss it over Faye's shoulder. Uh, thank you? It's a cloak of stealthing. I am nearly insulted, but thank you. <laughs> Every bonus helps. You think I need it? Well, I mean, there was that one time. Like motioning to her catness? Just don't pull a Clyde. You'll be fine. Right. We mostly got it for Clyde, but it kind of conveniently got passed around because he was a paladin in plate armor for a while before you came along. So, you know, clank, 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 clank everywhere. The walking tin man got it. Yeah. Yeah, in the forest when you're sneaking around. Well, I wouldn't. Were they kind of possessed goblins and kobolds? You know, sneaking around an enemy camp with a metal man. I have not paid enough for this, and Faye is going to wander off to ask people if they know whose carriage that was. You think that she would- you think- you wonder if she's, like, not happy with being working with us? She's still very... bewildered. I think she'll get used to it. That or she'll quit. I think she'll stay, though. I mean, you guys, it's only been, like, less than a week, so- Yeah, for her? (laughs) She's been on only the Murdoch, so nothing- Nothing cray-cray has happened for her yet. To put it in perspective, the Murdoch flight was only about three, four days. You guys haven't even been hanging out with Faye for a week yet. Exactly, and as a player, this would weird me out anyway. (laughs) Looking forward to it, though. Okay, so Faye's going to go ask around and see if anybody knows whose carriage that is. So you're going to save the roll, and as you've asked around, and for the most part, most of the merchants are pretty open about who owns what carriages because it's more of a status symbol out here because there's not a lot of transportation needed. It's a small town in the middle of a swamp. You're mostly going to move by boat. You find out as a not older elven woman, but not young, but that coming into what would be elven adulthood. Many of them make the comment of they have seen less makeup in a makeup shop than what she was wearing. Some of them make comments of her perfume was they had to open up all the windows and doors in the shop to get the smell of her perfume out. Sounds well known. Yeah. Um... And one of them said 
that she had only been in town a couple of days and that she made comment that she was waiting for her sister and her husband to arrive on the Murdoch. Wait, do you know where she's been staying for the last few days? A couple people gave you that shrug if they don't know. You ask around in the inns and the inns are like, you know, she stayed here for a night. She stayed somewhere else for a different night. It seemed as if she didn't stay in one place if she didn't have to. And she tended to stay with the cheaper inns than anything else. Okay, I do know that in last session you said that you wanted to go look for some information because you had noticed some thieves can't riding around town. Is that something you'd like to do now? Sure. I'm certain <laughs> somebody has noticed a new mark in town. So what would you like to do? Find the local hall. Following the thieves' camp markings around, eventually you find this small little tea shop. Outside, the, the name of the tea shop looks like the it has been weathered down by wind and rain and termites. Inside, it's quiet. You see several people sitting, talking to another person. Just a very, very calm in almost calm in a surreal sense. There are small books laying about where people can sit and read. Behind the counter, a drow. Her eyes black her hair black, her skin that classic gray. She's wearing a simple cloth outfit and her hands are gently pouring a cup of tea. Looking up, she gives a nod and returns to what she was working on. Faye reaches into her pocket and pulls out a mask. She puts it on the lower half of her face. She traces a spiral over her mouth pulls down her mask, pulls down her lower lip to expose a tattoo, and puts the mask back up. The drow nods, walks over, hands you a book. In the book, there's a set of coordinates. Simple coordinates, nothing too hard to read. Following the coordinates, you find a home. A simple home. Inside, you can hear the murmur of people talking about the weather and the farming. Follow tradition, you give the knock and the door opens up and you see a tall, statuesque male dressed in black and gray leathers. He opens the door and smiles. Welcome. You're not from around here, are you? No, passing through, and apologies, I need to be quick. Of course. Please, come in. We were informed that we would have a guest. Faye enters with the dude. As you walk in, you see set of lizard folk. That is clearly a farmer and his wife. And they are continuing the conversation as if you are not there. You follow the man down a set of stairs through a false wall. Inside, you see different people, hoods up. You see some people sharpening knives, others flipping through a book. Some of them are reading maps. 
he takes his position at a long table and signals for you to have a seat. Now, if you don't have much time, I, we will forego the formalities. I am the guild master here. How may I help? I'm passing through with a party from the Holy City. Uh, we are hunting a murderer. Uh, murderer's accomplice. It's not my usual, but I need to know if anybody's noticed this mark. And we'll give a description of the woman and her carriage. The best that she's been given by the merchants. He nods because, hmm, yeah, she is a someone that we had our eye on. She came in in a pretty fancy carriage, dropped off by a, a rich human. Always had the smell of cheap perfume and dolled herself up like she was looking for company. Mm-hmm. By what we were able to determine, she's from a nearby human elf kingdom. Uh, by what we've been able to surmise, she's trying to make it rich to prove her parents that she can do it. He smirks as he slides a piece of paper out of his sleeve, setting it on the table. It's an envelope, a hand-done envelope, not like one that you would buy, but one that was pressed by itself. And it has got the seal of the Murdoch on it. He goes, this was in her possession. Seems as if she owned what would be, what, one-fifth of the Murdoch? Well, things happen when you don't watch your belt. Indeed they do. I have a couple of friends that enjoy the Murdoch, and we were going to return this to its rightful person, but by all of our forger's knowledge, this is a, an actual legal document. So... We were going to sell it, but it seems as if there's been many complications since then. So we're just going to make this just appear on the Murdoch later on. That would be appreciated. The new owner is a friend of mine. He does. Still, this woman is accomplice to murder. And again, not my usual, but I do need to track her down. Do you all know where she's staying? Well, if my eyes tell me right, she's fled town. Apparently her sister was arrested and is being questioned by the local guards and my eyes said that they saw her jump into the nearest carriage, pay the man, and took off like a rat jumping ship. Panicked. Alright. Um, if you get or have knowledge of which way she's headed, I'd appreciate it, please. He nods. I'll be in town for the evening. Is there anything I can do to return the guild's kindness this evening? Well, I heard you bought quite a load of books from a friend of ours. We'll, uh, we'll consider this pro bono. You helped out one of ours, and we'll help out you. I appreciate the back scratch. I look forward to further interaction on our way back. Thanks. Jumping to Kalila and Defibulous. What would you guys like to do? Kalila's gonna 
how much of a vantage point does she have from where she's at in the city to where the carriage left? Like, could she technically see it far out on the horizon going down a road that looks to be going whatever words for, you know, remembrance sake in case it's important? It looks like it is heading out towards the plains. Past that, it's a pretty densely forested uh, swamp. You would have to get to the casino's highest point to really see over the tree line. No, she's not that concerned about it, but more of just that general, I know for a fact it was that road and that direction kind of idea. You know that she was heading easterly. Okay, easternly towards the plains, lost track of her at the edge of the woods. Pretty much. Okay, she's going to kind of look around for just a moment and see who's around that looks local, not the Murdoch crew. Uh, you see guards that are lizard folk. You see merchants perfect. at... Guards are perfect. She'll stop okay. a guard. You stop a guard, and he gives you a nod. He goes, and how may I help ya? I was curious. What's mm-hmm. past that tree line, motioning to where the carriage disappeared at? Looking over, he goes, ah, that, that'd that be the plains. Now, Now you don't want to head out there without some kind of weapons. We, we've been having a problem with uh, the goblin folk. They're... Uh, They've been chased out of their home territory when we saw bidding the, uh, the casino. And, uh, yeah, they, they, they're getting a little hostile. We're, uh, we're, we're doing what we can to, to make amends. We, we didn't realize we were driving them out of a couple of the caves. So we're actually helping them uh, build, a, build, a, build a, the, the uh, new villages and what, whatnot. Try to, trying to make amends. Sure, so your goblins out here are friendly. Uh, kind of. it, Give what, or take. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, they're very much the type that you leave them alone, they leave you alone. Okay. And we, we kind of didn't realize that we were kind of invading in on some of their uh, their area. So to prevent an accidental goblin war, you said sorry, and you're helping rebuild their stuff. Right. Uh, we actually ended up paying for the land, too. They got a pretty good penny. That's really nice out here. I know you're, there's fellow cat folk further south or down the coast somewhere. Ah, uh, yeah. They, they like living up in the trees. Yeah, we do. They're... Uh, what up? There is like tan and spotted. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Friendly folk. Chill not. She goes. Thanks. How far is the nearest goblin encampment that you're friendly goblins that you're working with? Yeah, that that's what we're working on right now. We're trying to help them find the best place possible. So we've been, you know, giving them tents and they move around. And we told them when they find the place they want to leave, we're gonna help them uh, build that back up. And we're hoping that it's it's not gonna be too close to a, a route that they're going to be bothered because they, they kind of isolationist this yeah they tend to be they like to be to themselves so they won't just attack a random traveler on the road nah 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 not if you you you're smart you, you, you brandish a weapon they kind of keep their distance because they don't want to lose no no numbers and and they don't want to have to to deal with fighting too much just thanks yep all right. Well, after that short round, she'll, like I said, finish putting the gear in the bag. I know she's standing there with Defibulus. She'll look back up to the Murdoch crew going, when do we need to be back and when are you taking off? Because I know you said you had repairs to do and restock, obviously, motioning at all the commotion going on. The new captain looks over at the engineer who is cursing in Dwarven as he's chucking out some more damaged parts. He goes... We'll probably be here for at least a day or two. We're trying to get the system back up to where we can at least limp 
to Godspell, and from Godspell, we're going to do a full repair. Like, we're talking, we're draining the air, we're draining the blimp, and we're starting from, we're repairing everything. You're going to have a long stop at Godspell. Yeah, well, we're all from Godspell, or at least most of us have family in Godspell, so. It's for you, it's home base. Yeah, we, that's where we ended up finding out, finding most of this airship anyway. Okay, she nods. Ooh, more parts. You would be excited about that, wouldn't you? What'd you get? He looked like he was tossing out things that were broken. Yep, broken parts can still be fixed and used for other things. I mean, you're not wrong. Use the entire body, right? I mean, I could start building scrap bombs out of some of this stuff. What's that? Pretty much a a ball of garbage that explodes spewing sharp bits of everything everywhere. Yeah, that sounds bad. For, For whoever is in its way. That would interest Faye greatly. I mean, there, I did have this, like, I don't know if he was uncle or a cousin, but he, he like, blew off his hands because he wasn't paying attention and lit the fuse by accident, and it went off in his hands. So be careful when you build them. Oh, yeah, definitely. You want to be careful when doing that. Chill nod. Well, with that tantalizing tidbit of information from Mr. DeFibulous Short Round, we're going to end this episode here. Well, 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 me friends. It seems as if Defibulous, Kalila, and Faye have had a chance to do some shopping, spread some gold about, and had a chance to plant Maximilian's strange seed. So that means more shopping to come, and hopefully they will be able to get on their way, and nothing else delays them. For... As they continue, time still ticks away slowly. Grain of sand by grain of sand, time never ceases. But that is all we have for this eve. And as always, may the Dice Gods bless your every roll. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at What the Dice Pod, Twitter at What the Dice Pod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 